okay well yeah i'm boise yeah and um, you're um from the diy scene a traveler right i was a traveler yes back in the day um connected with diy doing parties basically yeah yeah sounds good so you know i just wanted you to kind of tell me about how you got into it you know how you met everyone how you ended yeah. up in nottingham how you ended up in the diy scene as yeah. a traveler yeah i guess i guess um, there's so much to say but i should just try and keep it fairly simple so i i i would say that to meet diy um what happened was we were putting on free festivals as travelers um and there wasn't a lot really it was it was a bit of a shit time uh, traveling scene wasn't great it was post Battle of Beanfield of 1985 and there had been a little resurgence after that because of the likes of myself and people my age had gone on the road to try and pick up the flag and the banner and carry on doing free festivals but after a couple of years by about 87 the angst uh, from the Beanfield had taken its toll on the traveller scene um, and there, there, there was a number of people on the road that didn't really care for anything much other than getting just gratuitously fucked. Kind of commonly known as the Blue Crew. Mm. Um, used to just take loads of sort of rank drugs and, and drink lots of special brew and really not care too much about anyone, sort of travellers or what we used to call punters alike, really. Uh, so it was tainting the scene and it was all a bit shit and there wasn't much love and light, love and peace going on, it was just a bit rank. Hawkwind was still doing festivals and stuff like that, but we had discovered house music um, back end of, around 88, about 1988, a friend of ours, Mothball, had brought us a couple of tapes, me and my mate Phil, brought us some tapes from a guy who lived on a bus in Chessington called Roger, who we were told was a DJ at this club in London where they played house music and allegedly there was these pills called Ease that people were eating mm. and there was a lot of love going on in this club and uh, there were one or two travellers going who knew this guy Roger uh, and they were spreading the word uh, one of whom was uh, well a, a original Peace Convoy member a guy called Tap Dave he 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 was a, a older kind of slightly wobbly on his feet but clearly original crusty slightly um traveler and mm. he, he but he'd gone and he, he'd had his mind blown by somebody who'd given him a pill and he'd heard roger dj this kind of really eclectic early house music um and also mothball so mothball got these tapes i think he'd i don't know if he'd been to the club yet but he'd got these tapes and given them to us and we just loved it yeah, I guess we were kind of druggy. Mm. We certainly had never done ease. The new finding of like ecstasy and how new it was and mixing that with the house music kind of birthed the whole thing in a way. Oh, it, it was like completely new to a lot was of people, a wasn't revelation. it? Revelation. I, I can't describe and, and And it was very dip. So you'd get like a high tune, like eventually people started calling it handbag stuff. But there's a tune called It's All Right by Sterling Void. Uh, that was on the original tapes and, mm. and boy and if you listen to the lyrics of that if you, you know which you have to by the yeah. way uh, you understand what I mean there was a lot of peace and love going on in this mm. music 
but also there was stuff called Belgian Beat, which was a bit more leaning towards an early techno vibe. Yeah, yeah. But not as fast. Uh, so it, it, it had its variations. There was also a tune called Everything Starts With An E uh. by the Easy Posse, and it had a female uh, Yardi ragga vocalist toasting over the top of this slightly acidic house tune. I mean, groundbreaking yeah. stuff, especially for someone like myself who's played reggae all my life, DJ yeah. reggae all my life. That blew my mind. So fast forwarding, we had these tapes, fast forwarding to the point where we, we were at this festival and then we walked into this market, with, well, we put this festival on basically, we were the people putting them on and we put this little free festival on, but very few what we called back then punters were there. Mm. And if you've got no punters, you've not got no money coming in and you've got not much of a vibe really. And we, we, we sat in this marquee on the whatever it was, Friday night or the Saturday afternoon, with this guy with dreads and a pair of Citronic belt drive decks and a mixer and a box of tunes. And he was just sat there mixing, like, yeah, like trying to mix as you can with belt drive decks, these house tunes. And that was the first time we'd actually clocked someone with a box of tunes mm. playing house music and we're like who are you turns out he's called jack and he said if you you know you've got to meet my mates from from nottingham called diy and if you if you want if you know if you're up for it next time you do something like this let me know and i'll get them down and that was kind of how we eventually yeah so by the yeah. time we got to glastonbury 1990 fast <clears> forward into glastonbury 1990 that was the i think that was the first time where we'd said to the old school travelers because my mate phil used to carry the original the original stonehenge free festival stage marquee um like yes yeah, it's, a, it's a stage pyramid it's a mm. yeah forget Glastonbury Pyramid this is the original Pyramid stage the Stonehenge one yeah it's owned by by Hawkwind Nick Turner uh, from Hawkwind and he used to lend it to Phil every year to carry on doing the free festival scene yeah yeah and he carried it on his bus so yeah we, we broke the news to the other old school hippie travellers that we weren't going to have bands all weekend at this this time it was, it was the free field at Glastonbury 1990 Mike Levis gave us let, well he had no choice we turned <laughs> up en masse so, so we had the field next to it, next to the site, and did a free festival next to Glastonbury. Yeah, and am I right in thinking that um, some or a few of the travellers were not not too happy with with the lack of bands and the uh, more electronic music? It didn't go and it, and it down. It took well a while at, it to. It didn't uh, go down well at first. Although there was another traveller connection at the time, just up the drag from us, who had a tent. That was the uh, Warp, and that was a geezer called Dangerous Dave. Uh, I, I think it was called the Warp Tent. Uh, I think I'm getting that right. And they had, they I think they had, they had house music banging through. It was a little bit. It was not quite the same as the DIY thing. It was a little bit more like what you'd have got at the big raves. It was yeah. kind of a bit more bouncy, um, like not bouncy, but like it was a little bit faster. Nah. And 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 anywhere in the country you went if you if you went to a do they were always they were all playing faster harder music but mm. but but Nottingham I think you know to this day Nottingham really it's had its own sound and it's got a reputation it's got a global reputation for having a deeper house sound for sure Definitely, yeah, and I mean good. yeah the, if ever you heard DK back in the day who's the best DJ ever 
you know yeah, most no. people will tell you that whoever heard DK back in the day will tell you no one touched him even though he couldn't really mix for Toffee to be fair bless him sorry Simon but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but it didn't matter man because his yeah, tunes, the, the were, tunes were just, uh, just great, unreal yeah. unreal yeah. I've, I've seen I've managed to watch a few on YouTube and they are they are very good yeah, 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 um, yeah. And it's just in context of the day as yeah. well but, but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Kind he had of, his own sound yeah and that kind of not his sound but you know the whole uh, DIY sound it kind of I feel like that's kind of been a bit synonymous now with not just Nottingham but the East Midlands as well because yeah I mean I wouldn't necessarily know that so much but certainly I mean when you look at Inland Nights and, yeah. and you look at what Lawrence and Andy ended up doing and and, and, and other DJs I mean the people that I think are real you know yeah Wow, it's it's clearly a DK influence to to the Nottingham sound, no question. I mean, yeah, yeah and Inland Nights are probably the the best representative sort of sound of Nottingham, I would say. Mm. If you hear them on the money, then there's nothing better, nothing better. Definitely, I think it's pretty great that you know. Yeah, that, that it's cool as fuck. It's sound. cool as fuck. I mean, I, I know uh, Gavin, you know, from Little Men Smokescreen DJs, Little Men, uh, Gavin, Steve. Gav said to me one time, he, 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 they, I mean, they played all over the world, and mm. I think he was chatting to some big name dude in in the states. I'm not going to name drop. I can't remember, but it was a top end Chicago DJ and yeah, home yeah. of house. And uh, Gav said to me, Geezer said to me, Nottingham is the Chicago of the UK, and there's no bigger compliment than that. You there's know? not. No. There's no bigger especially, compliment, especially when that's you know the passions house music uh, yeah and I know, <laughs> I've always known that we've always known that you know yeah we've but to hear it from that. someone else's yeah exactly especially someone like that from there yeah for sure for sure so I kind of wanted to uh, ask as well so leading on from you know meeting and the first kind of do's you had with yeah, DIY yeah, yeah. Um, how often were you kind of having these free free parties free festivals and well as soon as we'd done the first one with the Glastonbury thing it was then it it, it, it just it didn't take well no it kind of cast, so I'm not sure my memory is shocking to tie it all in but mm. there was a point where we, we can't we, so just have been 1990 had we already done stuff by then I guess we had because Phil was still doing the festival scene and he had the tent with Hawkwings and there was a place there was a festival called Torpedo Town and that was the last one that Phil used the um, Stonehenge stage four uh, it was the last one Hawkwind ever played mm. and bless them for still doing it but they got egged by the brew crew at that festival this is this is a fact this is history yeah. um, and Phil had to smuggle Dave Brock you know the legend that is Dave Brock and whoever else from Hawkwind in his run around site motor he had to hide them in the back and get them off site because Dave Brock didn't react well. He thought he was bleeding. He didn't realise it was an egg. He thought he'd been, <laughs> he thought he'd been stoned yeah. and he thought he was bleeding. It all kicked off, so he had to he had to mm. he had to escape. He got them off site, so never did it. And I turned up the next day to tell Phil that we were in Salisbury, in Wiltshire, where there was an injunction in place from left over from the Battle of Beanfield in '85. There was an injunction that no gatherings of any number whatsoever of travellers was legal, let alone to throw a party. And yeah. I went there to tell him that we were on this hill in Salisbury called Pepperbox Hill, and we'd done two parties in a row, two Saturdays in a row, mm. and they were just mind-blowing, mate, and we just need, we need you to come, and we need the tunes. So we'd already connected with 
I think the festival before that is where we've met Jack. So that was when we primed up getting the Nottingham Posse down. Definitely, yeah. So the next, the next Pepper Box was the third one in a row. And sure enough, Chili turned up. That's my mate Phil, Chili yeah. Phil. He turned up with his bus, which was like, yeah, skull painted on the front, landscapes both sides, um, sort of airport bus, massive, square, obnoxious thing. Turned up on this hill. By then, it had, numbers had grown and the word had gone out that yeah. the Scousers that used to go and sell drugs in Bournemouth at the clubs in Bournemouth. And then, and then when they're kicked out, they would come to these parties on the hill, you see. So, and these parties on the hill, obviously, free parties. It went all night. Uh, so we that third party in a row, we had filled air, we had a little bit, and then people had turned up, but we knew, we had word, we, we knew yeah. this posse were coming down. When DK turned up with Damon at like two in the morning and went on the decks, that was it. Like, was that kind of like the, the turning point, The reckon? legend was born yeah and he didn't he played for hours and hours and hours and we did not want him to stop and then by the time the sun came up i mean that was the first and we're looking round, and we've got these scousers in shell suits doing this kind of like same these same dance moves together and shit and <laughs> and and just like it was, it, was, it was all these people from gloucester there was just people from all around the country that were just hardcore mm. already you can see the word had spread as well. free party heads, and it had only yeah, been happening yeah. for a few weeks, but already they'd... And, we, and that was the first time that travellers and punters became one. Yeah, is that, and, do you reckon... And that's when we dropped the expression punters. Mm. No, no, there were no more punters. Everyone was just one. Everyone was one, man. And the only people with pills were the Scousers, of course. Yeah. Uh, massive, great, big blue disco biscuits, £20 a pop. Uh, do you reckon that's because you know it's the port in Liverpool? Yeah, yeah, is yeah, that where they yeah. get? I mean, apparently from? there's some documentary about 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 Scouser drug drug dealer yeah. thing back in those days, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, no, but I'm not yeah, sure. I yeah. mean, I know they've got the ports you, you, and stuff, haven't they? For ease, yeah, you needed to be connected back then. You did, yeah, yeah, it was because it was and, all pretty new, wasn't it? And these these guys, this guys in particular, one of these guys was a legend in, in Liverpool, and and he was connected. He he was, he was connected with all. Like, he knew everybody in, mm. in in Liverpool. He knew the Everton football team. He knew he sold drugs to all the Brookside. All the Brookside actors, yeah. you know, and all, all that. He was just in it, but that he used to come like with it, his, though, yeah. he used to come with his little posse and shell suits and just dish out. Yeah, yeah. it just sounds like such great, like no bad kind of energy oh, no whatsoever. We, 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 I remember one time some geezer pulled up with a load of bo booze, but no, we were like, mm, that ain't gonna work. Yeah. So we d we we decided we had a little bit of policing going on. I mean, if anyone had had smack. Like heroin, no chance, no chance back then, no chance. Crack, mm. rum, crack or it, I mean, yeah, the coke weren't really a big thing then anyway, but yeah. it was pure ease, maybe a bit of speed and acid, man. Yeah. Uh, acid, man. <laughs> and of course, then when people that's where it's born from. Oh, and when it? people yeah. discovered like half a biscuit and half a trip, I mean, shit. And one of them pepper box parties, I've got to tell you. Um, one morning someone comes running up shit man come see this come see this and we've all gone flooding down through this wheat field and sure mm. as shit there was a crop circle there in the morning oh. I promise you not you oh, know? I, <laughs> I promise you not and I can't remember which party it was it might have been the third or fourth but we did a few up pop on, on Pepperbox Hill until the last one so we did maybe I think from the two at the, fur, at the start I think we did three or four more 
felt to me like we did five or six in a row on this hill. Yeah. Bear in mind there was an injunction was a, was a law, against right. Wiltshire, parties in Wiltshire by travellers, right? So we were on top of the world. That was like that was finger up to the state mm. really was and we were loving it did you ever did they clock on at oh all? yeah by the last one there must have been a couple of or at least a thousand two thousand people went through that that night we yeah. had helicopters we were surrounded by police so what we did is before we pulled off site we had a few vehicles on there and that we meticulous we always litter picked meticulously yeah. litter picked there was never a scrap of rubbish left at our parties um, so and all the leftover drugs, I have what there was of them, <laughs> but there was was all going the bit. So Chili's bus was rammed with bins, with yeah. bin, black bin liners, and like twenty five people, twenty people, whatever it was. But yeah, so we've all pulled off site, and they've thought, happy days, we're going to nail these bastards, these crusty, or you know, they, yeah. they hated us, believe me. And we're just happy days. We all pulled over nicely for them. No, no press. No, no, no bother. No, no drama. We all got off the bus, you know, one by one. <laughs> like, oh fuck! All the dogs got off the bus, and yeah. then they've all piled on and just stopped in the doorway and realised bus. We were all like basically sat on top of rubbish bags, and it was rammed with rubbish. Yeah. Massive bus full of rubbish. They realised what their what was ahead of them, you know. Yeah. So. No, they, they they sort of fuck this shit. I feel like the police are always a couple steps behind. You yeah, know, it always, seems like they were yeah. so desperate to get Full so step. desperate to get you, but yeah. it could never actually do you for anything. Oh yeah, and that's a, that's the thing which is well, I yeah. Find so what did we great. do the following Saturday? We just crossed the border into Hampshire and found a massive disused Ministry of Defence piece of land, mm. which even though I'm pretty sure, even though the old the old bill had clocked our convoy, which was on the way to it. They had no idea where we were going and we just yeah. pulled up and it was Critter's fire engine with a big speaker on the roof booming out house music. And we just pulled into the gates, bolt cropped them and then we went and like wag you know, like like in the cowboy films, you know, yeah. getting the old wagons in a circle. <laughs> the old Bill come in thinking, Well, we well, yeah, but we've got you here red handed and like, Yeah, of course you have, mate. You didn't need to nip off to court and get yourselves some paperwork and we'll pull off on Monday, no problem. <laughs> And that's and then, how it worked. And then you disappeared, you know. And that's, that, was, that was really the birth of the hit and run party. Yeah. You know, the DIY hit and run party. And that kind of leads on to, like, a few years down the line, why they had to bring in the and criminal justice down the bill. Line, because, they, because they could never actually get you done they straight could away, never could get you? Us. It, like, it, they tried so hard. I mean, there was the occasion the year before Castle Morton, which we'll get on to, but the year before, I think it was Ingleston Common and that 150 vehicle convoy. Chief of Police of Avon, Somerset Police, was blocking the road mm. in person, and That's uh, crazy. and um, and Decalin, this wonderful woman who lived in a double-decker bus with her kids, who lived in buses behind her, and a and kids girlfriend, little convoy of about 20, 15, 20 vehicles have been sat in the woods listening to the police radio <laughs> and they just came out of the woods the other way. Mm. So suddenly the pigs turn round, seen that now he's trapped <laughs> and there's, con there's a 150 vehicle convoy one way all by then we'd all parked up we were all out started partying on the grass verge anyway we were happy we were going nowhere we had our homes yeah we were going nowhere uh and then decalin's coming the other way and we're just like this this does not get any better right now and what happened <sighs> gave the order to move and mm. we pulled on to ingleston common and had a free festival, it's and then the following year, Castle Morton, we just had to, we just, we just picked Castle Morton because um, 
yeah, I think oh, I've got to mention, I did say to you earlier on before we started recording, but yeah, contrary to whatever they said mm. on Radio 4, apparently there's a Spiral Tribe Radio 4 programme where they, where they lay claim to taking Castle Morton, but of course that would be very difficult as, as you know, as far as I knew, you know, they were like squatters from London that, that, you know, came on the scene, you know, pretty much after we was already mm. in, in action, but... I'm not going to, you know, argue with somebody that's going to go on national radio and lay claim to something, which is all a bit strange, but I haven't heard it myself. But, yeah, I can assure you they did not locate Castle Morton's site and take it mm. with a convoy of vehicles. I think that was somebody else. But that kind of leads me on to um, what I wanted to ask earlier as well. Was like, what was the kind of process behind choosing... Choosing a, place, a site, choosing a location, oh, yeah, yeah, like, like, like by that. So, uh, you know, by the time we come to Nottingham, and we, we you, you pick where you can pull onto, where you can park vehicles, that's that. Mm. And so you just got to weigh it up. So when we actually all ended up moving to Nottingham, because this is daft. We, we, this is you know we 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 are part of these. We're we're one now. Us and DIY, we were just the same thing by then. So let's just move up there. So first place we found was round the back of Wilford Hill Cemetery. Oh yeah. Now you see they've got them big rocks there. If you go round, it's a lovely place to walk the dog, but you can't drive up there anymore because we took it as a site. That was our mm. first site in Nottingham. Oh, that's really interesting. I didn't um, know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you go up there now, round the back of Wilford Hill um, Cemetery, you'll see the rocks there. That was for us um, because we took a site up there. And then that was the first party. It was to celebrate Chili's birthday uh which was 21st of march uh, equinox so it was called the equinox your socks off <laughs> uh and there was fantastic flyers for that um that we put out around nottingham and that was the first one we did in nottingham again legendary party yeah. you, know, you know there's photos and stuff of that you know all looking a bit emaciated by them because yeah. we'd been doing it pretty much you know every weekend for two years by then yeah right? it must i mean it must wear you out shit man I mean you got to remember people didn't listen to house music back then really it wasn't mm. a mainstream thing you didn't put on the telly and every single advert had a 4-4 beat house tune yeah. <laughs> selling bog roll or whatever you know <laughs> exactly. that, that just weren't a thing you know you didn't hear house music barely ever on the radio and, mm. and stuff, you know really I mean you palm pop the jam yeah. DIY man it's groundbreaking and what it, what it taught people was to do it yourself mm. you can party without the constraint you know anarchy we were anarchists i'm i'm a, i'm an anarchist yeah, yeah. And, and that's that, kind of half of what it was about at the time right? that's and and that's uh, you know and i'm an anarchist now i believe in anarchy you know people don't understand what anarchy is they think it means you can go around people go around chaos people think anarchy means chaos mm. far from it it just means without ruler yeah, <laughs> you know, without rulers. I think it, people know. often change change the meanings of a lot of things. They well, don't people know. just don't know what the meaning. Oh, don't know what the meaning is. You know, you know. Study William Morris if you want to know about anarchy. Mm. You know, beautiful artist. So, kind of going on, skipping another probably few years, but I'm conscious of the time. Unfortunately, yeah, man, I know, I know. Um, you know, with the criminal justice bill. And yeah, the criminal act, justice bill. Well, that was, that, like, was, that was that was ninety four, was it? I think. I think, I think November ninety four, maybe. Right, 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 right. And right. Um, yeah, kind of I mean, I how did that affect you? And just oh, mate! You know? Oh, by then I'd been hospitalised through drug. Yeah. yeah, I nearly died. Um, you know, the the drug drugs crept in, heroin started to creep in. 
yeah it was yeah like, it was it, kind it, of it like started, a darker turn it was a darker turn and a lot of heroin a lot of people and it yeah it started to sort of turn and um i had been hospitalized uh so i kind of was one of the first really who had to start seriously thinking about what i was doing mm. oh, you know you can't you can't pretend that everything is all uh amazing all the time and has no effects on anything so i mean yeah for me personally yeah i got hospitalized in 92 so i was one of the early casualties mm. uh and it's taken me until 22 to finally be clean yeah so like 30 30 years 30 year journey to get myself clean mm. and now i don't smoke or drink or take drugs that's great good uh, for you um, there um, you go well done <laughs> <laughs> thank you i think that's probably a pretty good way to uh, finish off yeah maybe but, it um, is maybe it is that's uh yeah well done and thank you very much for coming coming Bless along you. and uh, joining because you. that was really good i really enjoyed that and i think definitely learn just learn learning more yeah. every time uh, and mate, it's great henry absolute pleasure mate absolute yeah. pleasure love to love to reminisce